Welcome to Juice Podcast. I'm Emily Harmon. And I'm Gwen Douglas with a mouthful of almonds. Today, <laughs> today our episode is... Volcanic wines. Yes. So we both picked wines not necessarily from the area that you'd imagine immediately. Because I think a lot of people would think Etna right away, right? Yeah, I think... Um, the, yeah, Etna would be, well, that's sort of the region I would think of first. Etna or Santorini as well ah, would yeah, be a cool. sort of a go-to. Be the, I think they'd be the first sort of places that I'd look at. So today we've got, we bought a bottle each. I've bought a bottle of the 2017 Beignet Tinto from Envinate, which comes from Tenerife. Uh, super high altitude, very close to the Tide Mountain. It's a very beautiful label. And it's Classic. so simple, isn't it? it? Yeah. It's just, it's got kind of like a 1960s, I don't know, it makes me think of Vespers and like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really chic, I like it. I like the red as well, because the white is, um, the white's got like a sort of a neon green oh, really? instead of the red, yeah. I like this colour of red on it too, this sort of like... And we drank this from Magnum, the same vintage, for my birthday in January. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not many memories. There. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit of a blur. Yeah. <laughs> I found this on the shelf at home. No. <laughs> so I brought this one back from Italy, and I might still have to get Emily to pronounce it. Yeah, so we have the Taurasi. See, I, um, wouldn't have, I would have been way off. No, you wouldn't have. I would have been like, Taurasi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that, yeah, I would have said Taurus. Yeah, Taurasi. Yeah, so Taurasi. Uh, from Fuedi de San Gregorio, 2012, which is coming from, not far from Naples, um, very close to Mount Vesuvius. That's where I bought it. Vesuvio. I brought it back. <laughs> I brought it back from Naples yeah. last year. I think you have to Two come back ago. with at least one bottle of Alianico when you go to Naples. I came home with a whole suitcase of groceries. <laughs> I remember you said. I came home with 23 kilos. Two bottles of wine, some... Uh, some fortified wine. I brought home like a bag of lemons, some oranges, like everything. Zucchini flowers, pasta, cheese, fresh sausages. I brought Gosh. Naples home. So all the first wine. <laughs> so that we start with them. We're going to start with the Envinate because it's a lot lighter. It's only twelve percent alcohol. Yeah, let's have a little bit of a sniff and a smell. Mm, it smells really nice. Quite interesting, I was reading, I was checking the volcanic wine books from uh, John Scarbo before, I hope I'm saying his name right, um, and it was. It says that volcanic soils make up 1% of our Earth's surface. Only 1%? And most of that is actually made up, has wine grapes growing on it, yeah. Um, so for me, when I think mm. particularly of Europe, Canary Islands are one of my sort of go-to, go-to places. The islands are volcanic, mm-hmm. um, and they have quite interesting ways of planting... Uh, and training the vines and here where this is coming from so this is sort of on the island it's in the if you sort of look at the island of Tenerife it's sort of going on a bit of a slant but there's sort of the north side which goes sort of really from like a north uh, northeast sort of down to west if you were looking okay. at a compass uh, along there that's where all of the rain comes over and drops so it's like super green and then wow. on the other, the bottom side of the island, it looks really like, it looks like Mars or something, or the moon cool. or something. It's very barren and a lot hotter. But here they do something, I've, I've actually got pictures just to show you, so you know what I mean. But um, where they, they do the same thing as they do in Lanzarote, where they make oh, these sort of pits 
they plant the vines, they grow along like vines, and then that small little tiny wall as well to sort of protect them. And I think it's to keep so the for heat wheat? in. Oh, heat. Oh. I think it's the heat as well, because this, this, I'm pretty sure this is coming from around 1,100, 1,200 metres. That is super okay. high. Um, and the volcanic soil obviously keeps the heat in, helps with the ripening as well. Yeah, probably. I mean, because it's quite dark-coloured, it must attract the sun yeah. that reflects off. Yeah. So this is quite common in this part of the island, and Lanzarote, you see this sort of all over, so they look like craters almost, little mini craters. We'll post a picture so that you yeah. guys can see it too. Yeah. yeah, very cool. I find that quite interesting, actually, because quite a lot of the wine regions that are on volcanic soil have different ways of training. Like when you look at other parts of the island, mm-hmm. they're the Trenzado um, vines where they look like they're braid, like braided. Oh, really? And then, um, obviously, on Etna, bush vines, like yeah. Arborello, is really... Uh, key and then like even La Palma the other island nearby is um it's quite common to see um the vines sort of growing along the floor so they just look like a little bit like they do in Portugal it's interesting yeah what do you think of this wine Gwen? I'm just been like smelling it a little bit first there is a little like kind of smoky petroly it definitely has a smoky charry totally Super spicy, isn't it? It kind of it actually makes me think of Morocco. It's like Razal Hanout. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> All of this, the faint memories of drinking a magnum of this are coming back. Yeah. Yeah, so, like cum- funny. Yeah. It'd be great with like a little barbecued something pretty raw. Or even with fish. I mean, because yeah, there's totally. no tannin. It's got, it's, it's dry, warm. it's got high acidity, it's quite fruity, it's got this nice spicy herbal quality to it. But like almost no tannin. Yeah, delicious. But this sort of salty finish, mm. which is really. What, what grape was this again? Actually, Listan Prieto, which is also known as Pais. So Listan Listan Prieto is a different grape variety to Listan Negro. So on the Canary Islands, particularly Tenerife, quite well known for Listan Blanco, which is also mm-hmm. known as Palomino, the grape ah, that's okay. used for sherry. Yeah. And then Listan Negro being red the Palomino. Okay. Yeah. And then Listan Prieto isn't related to Listan Negro. They just like to make it complicated. <laughs> yes. Listan Prieto, originally coming from central Spain, and you find it actually throughout South America, and it's called Pais. Okay. So very, all a selection of lots of small plots, very high altitudes. Here it says 1,000 metres, but I'm pretty certain when I saw the winery, he said it was higher. It's just been fermented in concrete. It's got 10 to 12, 20 days on skins. Um... And eight months in old French barrique, bottled, unfined, unfiltered. Oh, I really like this. Completely organic. Yeah. I think it would go well with lots of food, and it's also quite delicious on its own. Yeah. I, for me, um, you know, one of those wines, smashable red wine. Yeah, totally. Because it's got that lovely, it's got that lovely sort of brambly fruit quality, but then this sort of salty, slightly smoky mm. finish. So you just, it's really easy to drink because it's quite appetising. Totally. I actually think it would be like blood sausage. This would be great on, um, that's a really good call actually. If you needed it, this would be nice sort of winter breakfast. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking breakfast. <laughs> like a full Irish. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Yeah, My little experience of Pais, and I don't know the grape variety too well, right. is that it's a relative, like pale coloured wine, like as you see as here. See, yeah. Quite good acidity, lots of like sort of brambly fruit. 
um, a little bit of spice there, but a little bit different, like Listan Negro, for example, is, I always feel like it's a, the structure's a bit tighter, it's got a little bit more tannin, and it's, it's almost more, it's a lot more spicier and more herbal as well, okay. in okay. some ways. Yeah. This one's a little more restrained and... Yeah, and quite, it's so easy drinking, isn't it? Yeah. Cause it's quite, it's soft, even yeah, though it's, it's really fresh. Nice. And I think just with these sort of wines, drinkability, like mm. we were, when we were talking a bit before, the fact that they have this, obviously they have this fruit expression and this flavour, right? but this savoury, mineral, salty yeah. or smokiness that makes you want to drink them more and more. I've never been to Tenerife. <laughs> yeah. What is the, do they have a, is there like a, a food that is, like what do they eat there? Yeah, I guess, so Tenerife, it's an interesting place to visit because it's quite, you call it the Contrary Canaries, because in the south it's like super touristy. Okay. It's a bit like Ibiza, like if you go to the south near the main city, like where you fly in, yeah. it's like full of burnt English, <laughs> German tourists everywhere, drinking pints of very average beer. And then if you go to, if you sort of escape from there, there's lots of beautiful spots to find. So you see wine being produced in sort of five main sort of DOs throughout okay. the island. In the south, it's a lot hotter, a lot more dry. That's what you see that with the vegetation as well. You literally just see a lot of cactus and stuff on the in the south and okay. some gum trees a little bit along the road, but um, not much else. More rocky. And then when you go over the other side of the island, it's like tropical. It almost wow. feels like a place like parts of the Caribbean cool. almost. And then because of the history of the island, um, so wine's been produced in the Canaries for around sort of four or five hundred years, and that was all due to um, the Spanish invading the Canary Islands, because before okay. that, the Canary, because of the proximity to Africa, they had uh-huh. an indigenous Berber people, quite similar to the Berbers of Morocco, right. that were living there. Um, and I think it took Spain a couple of years to be able to um, fully, successfully um, occupy Wow. Tenerife, and that was with assistance of the Portuguese in the okay. end. And it's quite interesting because in some of the buildings, like I I saw when I was in some of the historical towns, La Laguna, when I was there, there were houses that almost had like a riad set up. Oh, that's interesting. Where they had the, court, yeah. you know, like the garden the in the middle and the water and I think stuff. the Spanish do that anyway. Yeah. I think when you go to Barcelona, you see these houses also. Well, or maybe more so where even cooling. when you went down to Sevilla. Sevilla. Yeah, because it's like a cooling system having the yeah. central part... Yeah. But they obviously got it from, I mean... Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere, yeah. <laughs> um, so the food is influenced mainly by um, Spain and Portugal, and I guess okay. probably the spices as well, a little bit okay. coming from Africa. Um, so a lot of fish, like a okay. lot of fish. I actually had an amazing blood pudding. Really? An egg dish, yeah, that was oh, that's insanely good. Uh, but yeah, no, lots of like, amazing fish. Like, like even just the average supermarkets there. Really? So every day, just even from everywhere that possibly it could, like um, mussels, prawns, everything. And, oh, and cool. they have, they're quite famous for a little bit like you see, you see a bit in the Balearics, those outdoor barbecues, you know, with oh, the like yes. built brick, wood, hooded. Yes. So you do a lot of cooking yeah, there cool. as well. But yeah, uh, meat as well. Like a, it's quite, there's went to quite a, a nice restaurant where they, you could get like grilled veal chop and yeah. stuff like that and then like with the Spanish style chips mm-hmm. on the side they're not really chips they're more like crisps it's yeah. between chips and crisps and English <laughs> just like, like chewy chewy crisps yeah <laughs> yes um, so yeah a lot of co- like grilling cooking on fire yeah, that on. sort of thing as well yeah yeah but I mean um, that bowl would be delicious with that yeah totally with a little bit I'll give you I think just a little just splash a more big old big old prawns yeah and more mild more mild meat and if we're going outside of that 
a bit Indian, like lightly, but not spicy, mm. but like fragrant grilled fish curries and stuff that yeah, are not yum. too spicy from the south. That could be quite nice. Natural. Fully natural. Yeah, really nice. Mouthwateringly refreshing. So, next up, I'm really curious now because I did buy this, it is actually two years ago now. We're going to be going from one extreme to another now in terms of style, which will be interesting. Yep. So where the other one was light, this one smells pretty rich. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so 12% for the one before, and this is 14%. So Tarazi, an appellation, as we mentioned near Vesuvius, are quite famous for, again, volcanic soil. And it's quite interesting because no one went... I think often when we think of volcanic wines, we do... We talk about Santorini, we talk about Etna, obviously, Lake Balaton in, in yeah. Hungary. Um, yeah, because I wouldn't have immediately thought of this area as being volcanic, but it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And there's a lot of amazing wine being produced. Yeah. Um, however, there's also a lot of average wine being produced sure. in volcanic <laughs> soil there, which is, I think, why we don't hear so much right. about it, because actually big industrial producers or bigger producers don't really ever talk about soil. It's usually yeah. smaller producers that are focusing on that but um it was one of those like i brought it home and then was like oh actually i didn't realize they sold everywhere and what vintage have we got here 2012 2012 so 100% alianico and I, it's funny because i think alianico is not for everybody but i think for those who may be like drinking like bordeaux wines cabernet merlot okay. um i think because it's quite dark in color um it's usually quite concentrated and quite alcoholic Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe for somebody that likes Primitivo or Zinfandel also, like this is a grape as a nice... Big and hot. Yeah. And often oaked as well. Yeah, which... Because it's this, got this like truffly, chocolatey nose. It's definitely got some, some wood on there. So apparently, so 18 months in Barrique, and then they age it in bottle for nine months before they release it as well. So I think for me, this is definitely a food wine. Yeah, I mean, this is not you're something you're going to knock in a like, bottle of this on the balcony. Let's open a bottle yeah. <laughs> Let's just have a little sip. You'd be like, people that you don't want to stay long, you'd be like, shall we open one of these? <laughs> what I will say about this, though, for a wine that's 14% alcohol and has spent so long in wood, it's, pretty it's got amazing acidity. Yeah. Really good balance. Should I like to try a piece of pancetta? Why not? <laughs> because I think um, this is a wine you said to try it with food. Yeah, I think definitely. And actually something high fat's probably a good idea. Yeah. It's funny because I definitely am trying to imagine what I would drink this with. <laughs> I was afraid it was going to stretch and then I slap know. you in the face. <laughs> oh, no. No, I just dropped a piece of pancetta on my knee. Roast the dog when you need him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was even thinking, like, my first, first thing that popped into my mm. mind would have been like herb-crusted lamb. Mm. Well, we have herb-crusted pancetta to taste it with. Yeah, it's, this is actually quite good because I've tried some... Tarazi and some Alianico that are just so, so waiting for a minefield of tannin. Let's talk about what volcanic soil. Mm. So what do these what do these have in common? Do they have anything in common? Or is the commonality gonna be so scientific that it's not something that we're gonna be able to distinguish? I think they have a couple of things in common, which mm -hmm. might sound unusual because they're such different wines, but I think um they, what they both have is this um, this mixture of fruitiness and also savouriness Savory. at the same time. Mm -hmm. This sort of saltiness, this freshness um, that you see in the wines. I think that, that they share that in common. I think that they also um, 
represent sense of place and the grape variety. They have a lot of flavour yeah. and they have a lot of identity. Absolutely. Yeah. I think both of these are definitely their own their own characters. And then in terms of just to be just to brush over it quickly, mm. I guess when it comes to volcanic soils, they are sort of enriched soils due to the volcanic activity. I mean obviously mineral salts with of things like potassium, magnesium, calcium come out. Obviously the salts are not in the wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they I think they do they impart a flavor. Um and so like, like yeah yeah when I was reading they said like yeah tons of uh, minerals and then sometimes in parts a smoky and then salty yeah and you see that like, with the wines and I yeah. think that's what makes them for me so interesting and and also what makes them so drinkable yeah. I mean how often is it that we sit with a fourteen percent alcohol red wine I mean, on the table that's spent yeah. eighteen months in French brique and it's and I mean I've already emptied my glass yeah, same <laughs> yeah yeah usually that's the like. The tight sip. <laughs> yeah. Or the yeah, or just like, you know, roast dinners on the table, some yeah, roast yeah. beef and stuff. And actually this Tarazi would be great with roast beef because Probably. I'd actually want to drink more of it. I mean I've been kind of racking my brain a little bit because I was trying to think of this like what grows together goes together. So of course in Naples like goulash and stuff. But actually I like the goulash. Like goulash in well, Naples. Well kind of like a ragu-y yeah. ragu, sorry. So yeah. like that's the Austrian hanging out with an Austrian yeah. too long. Yeah. Goulash <laughs> and ragu got mixed together. But yeah, but I actually think that for me, I like to eat ragu or drink with ragu things that are slightly lighter. But I don't know. I think like, but I don't know if they really eat lamb down there. Lamb would be delicious. Lamb, like Sunday roast. Something with a little funk to like, because I think lamb is funky. Or actually other game meats than yep. gamey stuff. Rabbit, maybe. Yeah, or even like rabbit stew. Yeah, that's like what rabbit, rabbit stew. Yep. Because I was thinking, like, it wants something stewed, but it wants something with a little character also to yeah. match yeah, its yeah. character. It's got, I think it's got to be something uh, with some good flavour because yeah. it's a it's a balanced it's, wine, right. but it's got, there's a lot of it. Is that actually in Naples, they love offal. Mm. Yes. So I'm actually sure. that yeah, yeah. It totally goes with that. Yeah. Because it's, like, that. strong and... Yeah, even, like, a tripe stew or something. Yes, it's like, one of my friends yeah. was saying, like, they love... I didn't see one. I would have tried it. I'm not a huge fan of tripe. But they do, like, a sort of sandwich on the street, like a fried sandwich that you then eat up on the street of tripe. And when he said it, I was like, that's the last thing I want to eat off the street. It would have been quite funny to see somebody eat it and then be sick straight away after. <laughs> I'm sure it would As long as it wasn't me. Yeah. Or you. Yeah. But apparently it's delicious and I'd like to try it one day. It's funny because now it's been open, like the pepperiness is really yeah. coming out as well. And this sort of saline quality and the smokiness. And it's like... It's really weird because I smelt it and immediately then I'm thinking about being... When I went to visit the winery... Um, it's funny because it said lilac in their in their tasting notes. I don't get any lilac, but, but there is a, there's a slight floral lift there, though, isn't totally. there? It's more. It's. I mean, it's. This is definitely a wine that needs a little bit of air, just because um, it's definitely a lot more aromatic than it was mm. before. But it's always nice to be drinking something that you want to go back in, and every time you go back. Yeah, if I could make wine. These are the sort of wines I'd love to make in Vinate. They're really, um, they're doing a really good, they're doing a really good job. So it's quite an interesting project. This is a project between four winemakers okay. in a number of different regions, but Tenerife is the main. 
I think the large quantities coming from Tenerife, they all met at winemaking school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said that they wanted to start this project where they would make terroir driven wines in different regions. So, what they wanted to express in each of the wines that they were producing was the place, the varietal, and the people that make it. So, he was sort of saying to me, you know, there are times where we maybe have to pick the fruit a little bit earlier because that vineyard's owned by somebody okay. and they have their harvest party on that day. But all of those okay. things then influence the final totally. wine. And um, it was quite nice talking to him uh, about their ethos and how they do it. And they're all sort of based in different places, but they're kind yeah. of all moving around and checking what the other's doing. But but I, kind it's of, the... I kind of like that better, actually, instead of yeah. like them having to dictate their lives or plan their lives around the... One place. Yeah, they kind of... Yeah, all right, yeah. well, we're going to make it work. We do it this now, we make it work. Mm. It's good. Yeah. Then it's a real photograph of a moment in time. So to end, we're both a little tired this week. We've been running around like crazy. We have. It's good we're more interested in drinking <laughs> than talking about the wine this week. But we, yeah, we're happy to do a, but we did a red wine episode because it's been a little while. Yes. It and has. it's actually nice to visit Italy because we also haven't in a little while. And, um,. So we'd love to hear your volcanic wine picks. Do you have any? Is there anything in particular we should know about or maybe cover in another episode? Um, Or just your favorites? Send us pictures of what you're drinking. If you're inspired to drink something or if you find one of these bottles, send us a picture. Sounds good. You can find us on Instagram at juice.podcast. And on Twitter at juice underscore podcast. And you can visit our website at juice.show. Pick up a snazzy tote bag. Uh, I'm Gwen Douglas. I'm Emily Harmon. See you next week.